0: Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin by Hashem Feedback and Insight Sheer number 85. Uh, communication is extremely important. And very often, um, what happens in marriages, a lot of times, especially in the beginning, um, one of them asks, they come home, whatever, hey, what's going on? And the other one answers, not much, how was your day? Eh, it was okay. And just like that, the conversation's over. And very often, uh, some couples acknowledge that for the longest time, that's how they initiated conversations with each other after end of a long workday. And yeah, you, uh, you greeted each other, you didn't ignore each other, and you asked a few questions, but they were, like, not the right questions. They were habitual, stale, thoughtless, and they acknowledge their conversations ended up going nowhere, which at the end, over time, hurted their relationship. But couples, thankfully, before it's too late, they learn how to communicate more effectively, to deepen their relationship, and to realize that if you really want to do that, if you want to deepen your relationship, and it's a choice, no matter how shallow it may seem now, it's a choice to deepen that relationship. And if we really care to know what's going on in each other's heads and each other's hearts, sometimes we need to learn how to ask better questions, and then after asking those questions, to really listen to each other's answers. So basically, the idea behind this, what, how do you know what questions to ask when you're communicating, or trying to open up to deepen the communication, specifically, you need to ask questions that carry this fundamental message. I'm not checking a box here, meaning I'm not just saying, how are you, just so I should so-called be a good husband or wife, like I'm supposed to be, I'm not checking a box. How are you, like I fold the laundry, or or say my brachis, or my da'ani. No, I'm just saying, I'm asking you, not that my da'ani should be checking a box either, by the way. That's a separate subject, metzashem, one day we'll talk about. But you're not just checking a box, you're asking Because I'm asking you how you are Because I really care about how you feel I care about what you're saying And I really want to know you And if you learn how to do this You save a lot of agmas nefesh In your relationship You don't have to be shallow It does not have to be meaningless With the people that are important in your life You cannot ask shallow, meaningless questions you think, think thoughtful questions, caring questions that will open up closed doors inside the people you love, and get connect on a true heart feeling level, at an emotional level, and on a spiritual level. And what made you feel good about yourself today? Did you have a good day? And then, if something happened good in the day, to share it with 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 your husband or wife. Something happened with the children that you got nachas from the wife, and the husband comes home to share it with him, and that he should listen and appreciate it the other way around, too. If he had something good that happened by him, to share it with her. That's very, very important. And sometimes the conversations have to be in things that are vulnerable what makes you feel lonely, what makes you, what's bothering you. Sometimes those type of painful things, too. But if you do it in a way where you learn how to listen and talk to each other and open, be open with each other, that will help to a great degree. What's to be avoided, which is toxic behavior that could tear a couple apart, is number one is you can never condemn the other person's character. Complaints are one thing. Disagreements are, are one thing. They're okay to disagree. It's okay to have a formal Objective complaint said in the right way, if they're focused on a particular um you know particular decision or particular behavior you could discuss it. We talked about it, you don't bury it under the rug, but you do talk about it, but when the complaints or disagreements snowball and become global attacks on the overall person, not on the decision the particular decision or particular behavior, but on the person themselves, that's where the problems are. They didn't call me when they said they would, not because they forgot you're saying, but because they're horrible people, inconsiderate. That's what happens sometimes. If you're not careful, you take a behavior and then you snowball it and blow it up to define the person by that behavior. And chalila, of course, no threats, no eye-rolling, no belittling, belittling, Excuse me, no mockery, no hostile teasing. Teasing, you know, sometimes genuine good-natured teasing, but you have to be very, very careful. Because very often teasing could take a hostile tone that's poisonous to the relationship. Sometimes you could deny responsibility, and you blame your partner, the problem is not me, the problem is always you. And this denial of responsibility escalates an argument and breaks down communication and, of course, silent treatment like we talked about. All of these things are destructive. And to do with the reverse of that, that could cause things to flourish in the long run. You need to truly learn how to know each other as they're going through life, day in and day out, to make emotional room for the relationship, to sincerely listen to each other, as they remember major events that they went through or or even mundane facts about different things that's taking place in the present being with your partner listening without a clock without the watch without the cell phone without looking at the the you know your phone all the time or what's going to happen next but just focus on your husband and wife that is the greatest compliment and chesed that you could give them also to work out relationship issues with each other and not with others. Again, if you're talking about going to an objective mentor, rov, marriage counselor, that's a different story. But what I'm talking about when people yenta or more or less schmooze with their friends and trying to, you know, deal with their relationship problems all over the place, but not with each other, that's a problem. And even in arguments to learn how to use positive positive language. So instead of saying you're wrong. Instead say I don't understand. Or that you always do this. Don't say you're always. I, I sometimes feel that this is what happened. Now these subtle words change that even in an argument. It diffuses it. So another thing is. It's busy life. We cannot be too busy to be present for each other. And we here's another thing. We cannot be too comfortable to compliment each other. It's so often where they're so used to each other that they start stop saying those small things. They're either so busy, they forget to say the kind word or uh, give a helping hand or just a smile or a quick thank you or a quick pat on the back. You're saying to yourself, I'm married for this person for 10 years, for 20 years, for even 30 years. What? What's the big deal? They know me, I know them. No, that's not how it works. Those small things matter greatly, no matter how long you're married. The small things, no matter how busy your lives are. Every kind word matters. Every helping hand matters. Every smile matters. And a relationship lasts and has a kiem and grows and flourishes if the two people make a choice to keep at it and work at it. I love you. You say that every night. Prove it every day. doesn't have to be extravagant. extravagant. You don't have to go to the Bahamas somewhere. But every day, day in and day out in your daily life. To openly discuss. Think of three things that day that you appreciate them about no matter how small it may be, complement each other, celebrate together, appreciate, appreciate each other. And it takes patience, it takes effort, and sometimes you need compromise to work in the middle on things when there's a disagreement, to find a solution that works for the both of you, so that it's easier and better to try to do that instead of having to be forced for one of them to totally, completely give in on something. Try your best first to see if you could really find a middle path. It's very, very important. They have to share not just the bed, but they have to share a foundation of honesty and of trust and respect. And part of it also is not focusing always on trying to be right. Does it really matter whether you're right or wrong in most cases? Sometimes it's better to be kind than to be right. And life is so much better when you focus on being happy together rather than worrying about who's more right than the other. And the other thing you do is you don't hide personal flaws and problems from each other. Now, we talked about this in the past, and Ravigda Miller did say this, that al tar ma'isha, and it means with your own wife, or with your own husband, obviously, goes both ways. That there's no reason to uh, advertise false or things you did years ago that that are past and just to put yourself down, stamazi. But the normal, regular things that you struggle with that are important for each other to know, you don't hide that from each other. Those regular, normal human flaws. Oh yeah, I forgot this, I'm sorry. You know, sometimes whatever it is, especially if it's a, you know, uh, and it slipped my mind. I was, I didn't pick up the cleaners. I should have. I, I, you know, I'll pick it up later tomorrow. Things like that. And you forgive each other, and when you forgive each other, people view forgiving as a sign of weakness. But in reality, you're forgiving them because you're strong enough to know that a human being makes mistakes. It gives up, forgiveness is giving up your craving to hurt the other person for hurting you. You're not erasing the past, you're not forgetting what happened, you're just letting go of the resentment and the pain, and instead to learn from the incident and move forward, and move forward in the relationship. And that's very, very important as well. And happy couples, if you want to become a happy couple, you make time for each other no matter how hectic life is. And you are open with one another to be straightforward when you love and appreciate. You don't be around the bush, but you express that love and appreciation. As we said, you meet in the middle and work together. And your actions have to back up your claim of love. So it's beautiful to say the words, I love you, I appreciate you, or I'm sorry. You could say I'm sorry a thousand times, or I love you as much as you want. But if the actions that you say have to back those words, for those words to have meaning. To respect each other's flaws, to respect our own humanness, the fact that we're both human beings. Focus on what you like about each other. And to realize also, like we talked about a lot, it's far more between a couple than merely physical attraction. When you become infatuated with somebody because of what they look like on the outside, it's like you're choosing your favorite food based on color or instead of taste, or something like that. And it's not unimportant, but you look at all aspects of the relationship the emotional, the spiritual, the intellectual, like we spoke about in the past. And when you resolve conflicts, you do it through love, not to retaliate. You forgive the past, you forgive yourself, you forgive your husband, you forgive your wife, and you learn how to grow in the present. And you open up to each other, even if there's difficulties now, even if there's challenges, whether it's challenges with the children Challenge with illness, a job situation, that's, 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 that's an issue. But you're open and you talk to each other and you don't give up on each other. And you deal with disagreements on a positive way. When you attack, you don't attack each other. You attack on the disagreement. You point out whatever, in a normal, healthy way, I support you, you support me, but here's where we disagree and let's work on ironing it out. And they also practice what we're going to call intentional communication. No matter how long you're married, no matter how intuitive you may be or think you are, you are not a mind reader. Your husband's not a mind reader. Your wife's not a mind reader. Share your thoughts openly when you need to share your thoughts openly. Give them the information they need rather than expecting them to know it all. They should have known. They should have known. No. Don't let it remain unspoken. If it's important to communicate something, whether it's because something's bothering you or you're expecting them to do something, communicate it clearly. Don't try to read their mind and don't let try to make them read your mind. Be open with what you need and what you want. It may sound simple, makes no difference. Also, this is also very important, the aside, is to let each other save face. That, for example, if, let's say, they both had a disagreement about something. I'm telling you, don't buy this. It's a dud. I, it's a bad, let's say, this particular washing machine, whatever it is. Uh, uh, the husband says, I'm buying this and this brand. And the wife says, I did research on this. Please don't. Please don't buy it. I'm telling you, buy the other one. No, 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 this is the best. Buys that brand and it breaks after ten days with the warranty, headaches, whatever it is. So instead of I told you so, I told you so, I told you so, no, you you, you let each other save face. You know. You know, I heard other reports, it may have been a good machine, didn't work out. You let it go. You let each other save face when when the mistake was made. And they realize they made a mistake. You let it go. You let it be. You don't try to throw it in their face. Aha, you see? I showed you. I told you. I told you so. I told you so has to be thrown in the garbage. No, I told you so. Especially if you know that your husband or wife felt bad about that decision, realized the mistake. Don't say, I told you so. And you make sacrifices for each other. And you love your husband and wife, regardless, even if they don't see things your way exactly. And to be okay sometimes to agree, to disagree. So these are some Nekudas that we talked about now that are extremely important in any marriage, in every marriage, to think about, to listen through, and to try to practice on a day-to-day basis. You try to do this, and the is Hashem, May you have a lot of atzlocha and bracha with improving your shalom bayis. Superficial relationships could become deep relationships. It's a skill, it takes effort, but you got to um tzasa tamen. taman. If you work hard, you will get it. Hashem will give you the siyata teshmaya and you'll achieve your goal. Atzlocha and bracha.